0: Hello Nancy. Good morning. How are you? I am great. How are you? I'm good. Everyone um, we are so so honored today to have on and the 561 Nancy Berry. Now we have a lot to talk about uh, with you today Nancy. Thank you so much first of all for being here.
1: Thank you so much for inviting me.
0: Now you are in Alabama so I do want to let you know that everyone's thinking about everyone in Alabama this morning and the, the bad weather. Yes, and there was a tornado
1: south of me and a little north of Birmingham, um, and we will pray for everyone affected.
0: Yes, yes, we will. So we will definitely stay tuned to to find out what happened. Now, I want to tell everyone a little bit about you because you have had quite a history in the corporate world. You spent 25 years there, and then you walked away from it, Nancy. You just walked away. So to write a book.
1: Yes. I, uh, as you mentioned, spent 25 years in the corporate world, and in 2005 walked away from a dream job at the Dallas Morning News and the WFAA affiliate in Dallas, to start my own company because I had a passion for helping young adults make that transition from the college world to the real world. And in 2007, um, I wrote a book titled, When Reality Hits, What Employers Want Recent College Graduates to Know. And in that book and in my speaking engagements, I just shared all the secrets to success. And Pam, it was so much fun talking to young adults and talking to business leaders about this younger generation. Truly, truly
0: a gift of a lifetime. You have mentored, I know personally that you have mentored so many young people up and coming. And what, Nancy, did you find to be the most challenging in um in your own special way of, of steering people uh, in the right way, because there's a right way and a wrong way to, to help people move on through the, the ranks, move up or sideways, laterally, whichever, whatever way is right for them. What did you find to be the most challenging in that mentoring process, if you want to share that with us?
1: You know, for me, Pam, the mentoring process was, um, was never challenging. It was always such an honor to take someone under my wing and to share what I've learned along the way. And if you really focus on just one thing that will help everyone listening to your podcast, it's to focus on those soft skills that so many times are not taught along the way. And soft skills are things like excellent communication skills, you know, why you want to get to work on time, how to work with uh, people in the workplace, your coworkers. And it's those things that make a difference. It's things like always taking the high road, taking responsibility for your actions and never saying anything bad about anyone, always being willing to do whatever it takes to get the job done.
0: You know, we all stand on the shoulders of other people. Many people have, I can say this personally, like, stood on your shoulders. Um, in your career, it's just someone that you, when you think back, and you, because I do it. I do it all the time. I talk about, when I'm talking to people about my career, about people that made a difference to me, that I, hey, I would never have been here without this person, or I don't think I would have. Is there someone or many someones that, you, when you think back, that you you go, they were crucial, they were so important, or they just meant something along the way?
1: Yes. And that one person for me, there were many, but Mm -hmm. the one that stands out the most is Brenda Jackson. And Brenda Jackson was my first boss right out of college when I worked for Dallas Power and Lights. She was my mentor, my hero, and to this day, one of my very best friends. I would not be where I am today if it wasn't for Brenda Jackson.
0: Uh, so great, I, because I, I, same way, I mean, there are, like you said, there are many, and I just, I love giving that, that kind of recognition, it's, I just think it's so important. I want you to, we'll, we have much to talk about, but I want you to tell my listeners something that, you know, maybe people don't know about you, or something fun uh, that, uh you get a laugh about when you think back on something that happened. Share something like that with us, if you will. I don't want to. That's okay, too. There are so many
1: things along the way that we could laugh at. Many of those would be when you and I had the opportunity to work together for so many wonderful years Mm -hmm. at the Dallas Morning News.
0: Some of those we best leave. That's right.
1: (laughs) But the one thing that stands out to me um, that many of your listeners won't know is that I was born and raised in Dallas lived there my entire life, and about three years ago made the decision to leave Texas and move to Alabama uh, to live closer to my kids. Both of my kids live in Birmingham, a block from each other. Oh, wow. family is everything to me. So I moved to Birmingham, got an apartment for about a year, And built my forever home on a beautiful lake, which is about an hour north of where my kids are. And I have five precious grandchildren, and they are my pride and joy. They are absolutely so much fun, and I love being at a point in my life where I can spend so much time with my kids and my grandbabies. And they call you. uh... Yes, my grandmom name is Mimi. Mm,
0: perfect for you. That is yes. absolutely perfect for you.
1: And one of one of my grandsons, Everett, when we were building the house, he called it Mimi's Park because there were <gasps> so many beautiful trees oh, and beautiful so... lakes. So
0: that's what we call Mimi's House is Mimi's Park. That is so cute. The kids, like with our granddaughter, Kate, who just turned eight, uh, in October. It's just, uh, I ran across something, <laughs> one of my memories that came up in Facebook. I posted a few years ago, of, I think she was four or five at that time, and had her on a walk, and, and I, I posted her comment kind of in a heart on Facebook, and it said, sage advice from from Kate was, you should never eat band-aids. I mean, it's just like they, <laughs> <laughs> you know—that's great advice. I know it was just like you know she had had a band-aid on her first shot, and she's like, "You should never eat band-aids." It's just they're so great. But I have to say though, Nancy, you leaving Dallas, Texas, is is kind of shocking. I mean, because you and that, to my listeners. Trust me on this. She is iconic in Dallas. You are you are so well known, Nancy. You worked with so many charities and you did so much philanthropic, just amazing work with you just left behind a huge hole. And I don't even live in Dallas anymore, but I know it's there. Including the fact if you don't mind my mentioning it, I'm going to so you can stop me. But you are also you received this huge honor of on top of many Many honors, but you were mother of the year and that's kind of that was kind of a big deal uh in dallas that's a that's a, a, a kind of a big deal I mean it is in life, but so you just you left a big hole in dallas texas that 's just
1: all there is to it Well, I was honored to serve the Dallas community for so many years. It is a wonderful place it 's a wonderful place to raise your children and a wonderful place to work and be involved in the community. But when I made the decision to move to Alabama, Pam, I believed that it was all part of God's master plan for me mm-hmm. to be here near my family. Right. Because when I made the decision to leave, it all happened very quickly. We found a lot on the lake that we liked, and I signed a contract contingent upon me selling my house in three months. And my house was not ready to sell and was not on the market. And as it turns out, and I like to say as God would have it, I had a buyer that came along, never had to list my house, sold my house to a wonderful family, and closed on a Friday in Dallas and then drove to Alabama and closed on the lot on a Monday.
0: Wow, that really was meant to be. I mean, and it
1: was an easy move. It was an easy transition. And while I love all my friends in Dallas, and we all still keep in touch, I love living here.
0: Well, that was going to be my next question about adjusting to to being in a new place because you you, you left a huge, huge uh, number of friends. I mean. Maxed out on Facebook. I know you have to be. And so that that can be a huge adjustment when you're, you're new. You're new in town and no one knows you. I know because we've done it now a few times. So <laughs> <laughs> it, it is very different. So that's great that you just, you know, but that's you, Nancy. I mean, that's just, you wouldn't do it any other way. Uh, but just to make it easy, breezy, wonderful, because that's just how you roll. Now I'm going to change from corporate you and i love i could spend all day talking about that world that i lived in with you that i shared with i mean we could do a whole podcast about that and in that podcast i might reveal some of my you know my things (laughs) but uh i want to talk about another side of you and that's the domestic you you are a cookie maker extraordinaire i mean truly i don't think i've ever known anyone that that has made so many different kinds of cookies, vast number of cookies for tea parties that you gave for a number of years in Dallas. How's that? Are you still making cookies? Oh, absolutely. Pam, I love to
1: bake. And you mentioned the tea parties. I want to talk a little bit about oh, that. Oh, please when, do. yes. So my daughter Lauren is now 30 years old and Ouch. when she was 14 months old we started an annual tradition and hosted a mother daughter tea and every year the invitation list grew and up into the point where we did that tea party for 21 consecutive years And when we stopped during the tea party, it was simply because Lauren was in college and it was just too hard to find Mm -hmm. a date right before Christmas that her friends were all going to be home. But we would make all the cookies for the tea party. And there ended up being 250 people on the invitation list. And we would make 120 dozen cookies and in 2000, on our 10th anniversary of having this tea party, we actually published a little cookbook, which you may
0: remember you helped I, me with. I do, I do remember. Yeah, <laughs> I still have it.
1: I still have several. And <laughs> we published all the recipes that we had baked up until that point. And I do still love to bake cookies. We do still bake them at Christmas time. And oh, the good news is I now have a granddaughter. That's my newest little grandchild. She's two months old. And so Lauren and I are looking forward to starting the tradition again and hosting oh. a mother-daughter tea in honor of Leland. So that is going to be so much fun.
0: That I, I love that you're going to start that up again, Nancy, because yes. what it was... See, and, and I have to tell everyone that it was the mother-daughter, and I had a... I was a mother, son. And so an exception was made, and I did get to attend several, yes, several it was years.
1: So much fun. We did have several moms who were boy moms
0: that, that so came sweet. to
1: the party, and it was just a treat. But for many, many years, cookies is what I loved the most. But then probably 15, 20 years ago, I started baking this amazing cake that's a cinnamon butter cake. Mm. And I have probably baked 500, um, 500. maybe more, over the years. And it is my signature thank you gift for people that I love and people that take care of me. And while I never plan to write a cookbook, I could write a book of all the magical things that have happened because of cookies and cakes.
0: Nancy, when, you have to do that. I'm, I'm serious. No, I'm very serious. You have to do when that.
1: I, yeah, when I started my speaking business, Pam, I met with a client in Dallas. It's an international company and sat down with them and talked about coming in and speaking to their new hires and also speaking to their leadership team about working with NY and this new generation. And I took a cinnamon butter cake with me to the initial <laughs>
0: meeting.
1: And I generally always did that, and I would put a note on the cake that said, I hope you enjoy this cinnamon butter cake as much as I'm going to enjoy working with you. And so we talked about what I could offer their company, and a couple days later, Dean called me back, the head of HR, and he said, Nancy, we love your topics. We want to hire you, but we'll have to tell you that it was the cinnamon butter cake that sealed the deal.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You are so crafty! Oh, <laughs> brilliant, <laughs> brilliant! And when I, I
1: was can... building, yeah, when I was building my house,
0: I loved
1: baking and feeding the contractors and the subs lunch. And one of the contractors, I, I made a cinnamon butter cake for his team. And Pam, when he gave me the final invoice, he took five hundred dollars off the total because I had baked guys a cinnamon butter
0: cake and called them by name. I was about to say, now, see, this, I didn't know this little tidbit, but this clarifies for me. I have not been to your new home in Alabama, but I have seen photos of it and people, let me just tell you, it is Stunning, stunning, the, not only the location, but the house itself. And now I know why. They gave you the extra, extra. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nancy Berry, you are good.
1: <laughs> you know, you really, good. it's all about cakes and kindness. And that's really the <laughs> yes. secret to success in every part of your
0: life. Nancy Berry, good. you just said the title of your new book, Cakes and Kindness. <gasps> oh, that would be
1: good. so much fun. And it exactly. all happened Right here on your
0: podcast. There there, you have it. Oh, people, you're, you're in on something. Nancy, Nancy, um, I want to touch on a couple of things before we go. I thank you so much for your time. I know you're very, very busy. One thing I wanted to ask about your book that's out there on, it is available, everyone, on Amazon. So tell us the name again. Well, my first book, which was published in 2007, is titled When Reality
1: Hits. What Employers Want Recent College Graduates to Know. And Pam, I think it, I'm not sure that it's available on Amazon. It is. I
0: checked this morning. Oh,
1: great. Thank you, Barry.
0: I do my homework.
1: (laughs) Well, you did more homework. It's been so long since I wrote the book. We did three printings of that book, and it was completely sold out. So if someone is looking for the book and they can find it on Amazon, I would buy it. You can also probably find some used copies at sites like Half Price
0: Books or eBay or something like that. But
1: what is it said a,
0: this morning was there were seven available, so you might want to check Amazon and see. Wow, but, that's good to know. Yeah, I, I encourage people, to, especially to, as a gift for college, high school even, uh, college, high school, or even yourself in the workplace, even no matter your age, Read it because it's filled with pertinent information. I'm sorry I interrupted you. Go ahead.
1: Oh, thank you, Pam. And it's a, it's a book that's a real easy read. It's a fun mm-hmm. read, and I yeah. specifically wrote it that way for the younger generation. Yeah. There's lots of tips. There's fun chapters like 10 things that will drive your boss crazy, so don't do them. And there's books, there's <laughs> a chapter about communication, and
0: it's, it's just a fun, easy read. Um, I did notice because as I said, I do my homework. It's not available electronically. Do you have any plans to make it available for a Kindle or would you write something similar just for in the form of an ebook?
1: I don't have any plans to do that because I'm no longer
0: speaking.
1: I stopped. I guess I was on the speaking circuit until about 2015. And just decided that it was time for me to move on, and uh, I was really tired of the travel and decided not to do another edition of the book. I had planned at one point to do an e-book, but just never did. So uh, what's out there right now is what's available, and I don't have any plans to Okay. To move forward and do anything similar, because right now my whole goal is to spend time with my children and my grandchildren. And right. my favorite title is the title that I hold right now, and that's Retired. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but you know, I know you and so retired in the sense of for many people and retired in the form of Nancy Barry. <laughs> yeah, it's just, just totally totally different. Have I failed to mention anything that you would like our listeners to know?
1: I guess the one thing that I would like people to know is that you know, I spent 25 years in the corporate world and walked away from a dream job to start my own company as a single mom. So if any of your listeners are thinking about making a move like that, let me just share a few things that I did to make sure that Chris and Lauren and I were going to be okay. Okay. You know, I took a look at our finances and made sure that, we had enough money to live for a while if I you know didn't make a dime for a while.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I did this, Pam, at a time when Chris was halfway through college and Lauren was in the eighth grade. And
0: and, and, and I'm going to interject here and say that Chris was at Yale, by the way. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah.
1: Chris Chris was at Yale. Lauren was in the eighth grade and so I wanted to make sure that I had all the money put away that I needed to to cover both of their college educations and that You know, Lauren and I would be okay, uh, you know, living Mm -hmm. at home with maybe minimal groceries. (laughs) (laughs) And as soon as I got comfortable with the financial side is when I decided that I could move forward. And the hardest thing for me was letting my coworkers know that I was leaving because Mm -hmm. we had such an amazing team and I worked for so many wonderful people. And so that was the the hardest part. But then once I got through that and made the decision to leave, it was absolutely wonderful from day one. I had so many people contact me immediately about speaking to their groups. So I was very blessed. I had a plan, and I had a huge network. But if any of your listeners are thinking, you know, can I do this? You can. You just have to do the research and find out like I did with the speaking business, you know, who are these speakers? How much do they make? Can I make a living doing this? And then I always knew that if it didn't work, I could always go back in the corporate world. So I had right. a, I had a backup plan. Yeah. But I would encourage your listeners to pursue the dream because dreams really do come true.
0: They do. They absolutely do. Nancy Berry Thank you so much for this absolutely wonderful podcast. It has been fun, and I'm gonna I am going to keep pushing you on this cookbook, or uh, this book of of cakes and kindness. i this you haven't heard the end of it from me because you know, hey, I don't give up. You know that I don't give up. Well, keep encouraging me because it would be a fun book. It would be filled
1: with stories for sure.
0: You have to do it. You have to do it. So thank you for being with me today in, at GG and the 561. Thank you so much, Nancy. Thank you so much for having
1: me. And most of all, thank you for our 25-year friendship. What? I cherish our friendship and know that it will last forever.
0: I agree 100%. So, my wonderful listeners, thank you for being here with us today. I hope you have enjoyed this as much as I have enjoyed doing it because it has been sheer joy. Don't forget, visit us at NorthPalmBeachLife.com. You find everything, not just about North Palm Beach. You know that if you're a listener and you have visited, visited our website many times. The podcasts are always there, not just this one. All of them. So take a listen to all of them, but you can also find us always on iTunes and Pandora. So we are everywhere. Gary and I both appreciate everything you do and the support you give us on these podcasts. And we want you to know you have to keep listening to find out what's going on at GG in the 561. So stay tuned.